Welcome back to No Chill with Gil Barinas. We got a special edition of Heat Check. We got a bunch of off-season questions. Gil, I see you out here on the move. We appreciate you taking the time to bless us with your ism. What's happening? Yeah, that's the road edition. I'm on the road, so I'm going to hit and park a little bit. And we're going to be on the road next week. We'll be out at Summer League. We're going to get a lot of great interviews for you guys, and those will be dropping in the near future. But let's talk about what's going on now. Obviously, the biggest news in the NBA. KD Nets still have not been able to figure out a trade partner. Been some good offers, so a lot of interest. Uh, the Nets seem to be one uh, a lot of different stuff. I think the latest uh, was that the Timberwolves, all, they wanted the Timberwolves to give them Ant, Cat, and four first-round picks. I don't know what Sean Marks is smoking out there in Brooklyn, but I need a hit or two because, you know, that, that ain't happening. But, Gil, I got to ask you, why hasn't KD been traded yet? Um, It's just like... um. That uh, Philly trade, you know, you 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 want a star back, you know. So with Brooklyn, Brooklyn is probably not trying to reset the button. You know, you have Ben Simmons there, you have some veterans there. So you know, with the right trade and the right pieces, you can still be a contender next year, or you know, a great second round team. Um, I don't think they want to reset the button and, and just blow the thing up. So. Um, I think with KD, they're looking for an, a star. Are they going to get a star? Yes. And what is a star? You know, we, we got to use that definition very loosely nowadays. What, what level of star? I mean, it seems like it's going to take a lot. It seems like Go Bears trade really set the market for what the Nets should be able to ask for. Are they going to get beyond that? Is the team going to commit to Rudy, giving all of that up for KD? Okay, just, first, first, giving all of what? Trash? What did... <laughs> Well, they gave up a whole bunch of nothing. That team gave up a whole bunch of nothing. They didn't give up anything. Like, they didn't give up anything for Rudy Goldberg. It looked like a whole bunch of, oh, you got, you know, this person, it's trash plus a whole bunch of picks. That, you got to remember, the Wolves are so young that they probably don't even want those picks. It's all the way to 2029. So, Anthony Davis is only 22. Cat is still about 26. You know, um... D'Angelo Russell's about 24, 25. So th th that, pushes, that pushes those guys all the way into early 30s, right when they hit their peak. So if they're looking to build this team and let this team structure, they don't really need those picks because whoever they get won't be playing. You know, you got your future one, your future two, your future four. You know, so, you know, for the most part, all you're doing is just, you know, you know, signing, signing key guys to go with that core. So what, what Timberwolves did wasn't so bad. Yeah, you mentioned Anthony Edwards. He's only 20. He's, you know, he turns yeah. 21, I believe, August 5th. So you got a, a good young core, a good young nucleus. But let's switch it back to the Nets. So we know about KD. Kyrie, been out and about in L.A., really getting it 10 toes down on the ground. Was at Staples Center slash Crypto.com Arena for a Sparks game recently. Obviously, the Lakers continued. That was in the building. Was trying to go to him to get a deal done. Seems like the Lakers want to make that that happen. Maybe some a little bit of opposition on the Nets side. Why do you think the Kyrie trade hasn't happened yet? Um, no one's in a rush. I mean, you got all summer to make a deal. So, you know, the Nets and Lakers are not really in a rush. They're probably still trying to figure out the rest of the ro uh, roster, you know, see see who's available to, you know, sign and throw into that, that uh, trade. But right now, the Lakers, Lakers are the only team that's suited to make the deal work because – it's less it's less paperwork. You know, I can I can straight up trade Kyrie for Russ, 
Kevin Durant for Anthony Davis. You know, it's it's a fair trade on both sides. You can probably possibly give Nets someone young. Um, you can probably throw in a young player. Um, but other than that, you, you can do straight up two stars for two stars, and both teams feel like, okay, we got something out of it. Do you think, you know, that, that kind of has been suggested. I made that suggestion earlier in the week. But do you think that that's actually realistic? Obviously, AD rep by Clutch, LeBron, their, their close relationship. AD back in the gym, getting his work in. Seems like he's going to be back in action and ready to go this next season. Do you think on, on, on any planet there's a possibility that the Lakers would make that move and trade AD and Russ for Kyrie and KD? Um... Russ for Kyrie 100% is the smartest move because you know Russ and Russ and LeBron just it's just not a good it's just not a good match for them um so Russ and um uh, and Ben Simmons they will fit perfect together um now Anthony Davis and and um KD Anthony Davis and Russell plays well together you know, so that that looks like a great combo in 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 uh, Brooklyn. Um, now it's it's friendship. You know, are you gonna get rid of your friend? Um, is it business? You know, it's 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 one of those deals. So it's 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 more like you know, like when it comes to LeBron, it's more you know loyalty. So that might be what's holding it up because he really doesn't want to give up on Anthony Davis, and I don't even call it giving up. You know, just, you know, it's KD. You know, how do you pass up if KD wants to come? It's, it's just a hard, it's just a hard turnoff. Like, ah, it's, it's him. You know, us two together is magic. So we talked about the rush for Kyrie. I don't think those, those contract salaries align enough, so the Nets would have to throw some stuff in there, and then obviously in turn they'd want the Lakers to throw some stuff to be up, up swing of the deal. How off is it? About $12 million? Yeah, 11 $12 mil. Yeah, I mean, there's, I know, that, what, doesn't the NBA got like a 5%, 10% gap? But I think, I mean, there's talks like you got to throw Joe Harris, Seth Curry, obviously the I think the Lakers. Oh, then throw in, then, then throw in Seth Curry. Boom, let's go. <laughs> But I think there the, there's, there's been talks about the next one in THT in return. If you're the Lakers, and THT is a guy who I think is very intriguing, only 21 years old, do you do you think that uh, he stays with the Lakers this season, or they, will they add him as a piece to get a deal done? Um, mm. I, I only make that I only make that deal. I mean that's you know that that's that's one like you know that's one tough. Is it going to be Seth and Seth I, 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 mean, Seth I, I be, and I believe it's either or. But obviously I'm not Rob Palinka. I'm not in those meetings. I'm not LeBron, Rich Paul. I mean to get to get Kyrie to get Kyrie here, um, and we know what that combo with LeBron looks like. I will probably throw in THT. Wow. Okay. You know I I, I would and. I'll do it for his favor because he's such talented. He's talented, and we're kind of handicapping him right now. If he goes to the Nets, he will be a featured player for offense. So I'll, you know, help him out and you know, throw go ahead, throw him up in there. 
So let's let's move down to Minnesota. We talked about it lightly before, but want to get your reaction to the Gobert trade. I already got a little bit of it, but I'm just going to give everybody the details. Timberwolves got Rudy Gobert. In exchange, they gave up Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Leandro Balmero, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, 2023-2025 first-round picks, 2026 pick swap, 2027 first-round pick, and a 2029 first round pick. You said you said that, that that wasn't that much, but when I'm when I'm looking at it now on paper, do you think that the you know down the road some of those picks could bite him in the ass? Let's say if Ant's not there anymore, Cass not there anymore. We see the way that this NBA landscape moves, and there's no guarantee come 2027, 2029, these dudes are still gonna be on the roster and the the Timberwolves could be a hot pack of ass by then. So what do you what are your thoughts on the trade? So, so I'm still waiting for some more names. Yeah. I, I, I didn't hear one name that's stopping me from throwing them in there. It, it's like, it's like <laughs> they threw in a whole bunch of nothing for their future. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it looks, it looks amazing when you, when you say a whole bunch of names, like Rudy, you got Rudy Goldberg and we threw in 10 things. Those 10 things are just things at this point. Like, it's Utah. That's the only thing good in you. The only thing like good in Utah right now is uh, Spider Man and Dwayne Wade. I mean, other than that, <laughs> you threw in a whole bunch of nothing, hot nothing. Nobody in Utah is like, yeah, we got a whole bunch of great. We got a few. No, they're not happy. They can't name one player that's like, oh yeah, we we got very high hopes for this guy. No. No. And then you got to remember, it's first-round picks. What first-round pick is Minnesota going to give them that's going to be worth the damn if they're making the playoffs every year? That's real. It's got, as I said, it's just a bunch of hot, just fool's gold, magic beans, throw in these magic beans, <laughs> throw in two coupons to Red Lobster. That's basically what they did. Right, I'm I'm gonna stop you there. The Red Lobster is a phenomenal spot, but I'm gonna need more than two coupons for Rudy uh, Gobert. Two I'm gonna need coupons, about you know, twenty twenty five. One of Sean Kemp kids. Hey, you're throwing up in there, make this trade. You know, just up. <laughs> it's like they just named anybody. It's like they they looked around like, hey, hey, uh, 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 you, what's your name? Uh, come on, Beasley, get up get out of here. Just, yeah, it's just they just seem like they just grabbed people in the locker room and just threw them in there. Whole bunch of D League players. All right, so now let's talk about the Timberwolves. They've got you know. Two, two of the most dominant bigs in the league currently in Rudy Gobert and Cat. But can that combo work together, and do you see them being able to play winning basketball? Come again, say that again. You say uh, most dominant. Say that again. Uh, two of the most I dominant bigs. You know, I mean, Rudy Gobert, defensive player of the year. Cat, one of the most prolific big on. shooters. Let me just let me just switch your piece because this one seems like you just said they were the like dominant. They're just too dominant. Let me go ahead. In today's it NBA, I didn't say all time. I'm saying okay. in the year of our Lord, 2022. Okay. Woo. Man, you kind of confused me right there. Sounds a little bit 2022. Not talking previous years, previous decades. I'm saying in the current right now, when you look around the landscape of the NBA, two of your more dominant bigs in in Cats and Rudy Gobert. I mean, one side of the floor, you can say, you know, I mean, is is Cat even a defensive player? I don't don't really know. But um, just being big bodies, sure. Um, you still have to make it work offensively because, you know, you got Rudy Gobert down there clogging up the lane. Um, you know, I, I don't know, to be honest, I don't know what he does in the summer for summer workout on his offensive skill, but obviously it's not much of nothing going on up in France. Um, 
with when it comes to like hooks, drop steps, post up moves. I mean, it's just very limited when it comes to what the fuck are you doing in the summer to help us offensively. Um, so, as a defensive team, they're going to be a whole lot better. Um, when you're talking about like just bigs overall. You know, probably in today's game, because you just got two big guys that's mobile, um, are they better than what DeAndre Jordan and um, Blake Griffin was? Mm, I don't know. Um, And that was still... mm, uh, (laughs) But you got two guys who basically had a 40-inch vertical that can basically, defensively, they could have stopped anybody if they wanted to. So, you know, everything looks great on paper. We just got to see how it meshes, you know, once once that ball is tipped. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. And let's talk about Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards. He has some critical things to say about Rudy Gobert before they were teammates. He said that Porzingis was a better rim protector than Rudy. Do you agree, disagree? Do you think he owes him a, an apology when he sees him in the locker room, or is, is that factual? It's factual for him as a player. You got to remember, the optics of how we think as media and fans versus how a player thinks you got to remember a player is playing a game the player is driving the player is you know scouting so how he sees a defender is not how everyone else sees defenders you know so you can say Rudy Grober is MVP this and this how dare him well look if he drives to the lane and he's monkey dunking on this man every single play and this man can't stop him once he drives to him that man is a weak defender and he goes against another defender and this guy is all world to him um that's the player's perspective which to me is more important like you know as a big um like wild thing was a better defender than 90 percent of the bigs i went against because he took charges he was always there um, every time I drove, it was like he was he was shadowing me every time I tried to drive. When I seen him, I had to think more than I had when I had to play against Shaq, you know, as a defender. You know, I know, okay, big fella's going to be down there. And, you know, if I get the step, I can hurry up and put it up before I get, you know, hit versus, you know, this guy's going to be taking a charge. This guy's going to be there. I try to spin. Like, I know anything I do extra you know, wild thing is going to be there. So, you know, from that player's perspective, you know, he sees, he's seen Rudy Gobert as, he's not, he don't scare me. You know, that guy don't scare me. This guy scares me, you know, when I'm driving. You know, it, it's just, you know, how Ant-Man sees the game. You know, so it's not, it's not so when people are like, oh, how can you say that? He's, he's a defensive player of the year. And, <laughs> but that guy can't stop me. So that's all. It's my it's, it's, it's my perspective. He can't stop me. So he sucks. Yeah, I love that meme going around uh, referencing Ant's character Hustle uh, talking to Gobert saying, You from France? Oh, that shit sound whack. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but let's, all right, we got to shift the You know what's so funny? And that might have been a poke at him just because. That might have been a poke. Man. 
So let's let's move this thing forward. We're gonna be on our way to summer league next week. We're doing a bunch of cool stuff out there. But Gil, you played in summer league. You know, definitely want to know what is your advice to all the young guys that are playing the summer league right now? Uh, this is summer league, fellas. This is not the NBA, okay? So what you're doing in summer league is summer league. All you're doing is it's basically an advanced college game. Um, so you know when you're out there flexing. And you're looking at your stats, laughing, like, oh, this is easy. Yeah, you played against college players still. Players who still trying to make the league. That's not that's not Ant Man. That's not LeBron James, KD, Steph Curry. So don't really put too much value on what you're actually doing out there. Still have an understanding that, you know, this is just one level up. You know, then you got training camp. Then you got preseason. Then you got the real game. Then you got the playoff game. You know, so there's so many levels to, you know, because I remember I was whooping ass in summer league. And um, first season of the game, we played against Vince Carter. And Vince Carter was sitting there monkey dunking everything. <laughs> and, and you know, my the shock value of it, you know, basically my shot to the NBA had me benched for 25 games. And I went to the coach like, hey, uh, hey, where's the NBA that I played in summer league? I want to go. I want to play those guys. Where, where's those guys at? This, I, I'm not ready for this NBA. I want that other NBA I played in. You know, the summer one, I'm ready for them again. Like, th those are some easy guys. Who is who is these? I'm not ready for this. This is – let me go back to that summer league, that, that, that summer league game. And that's really how it was. Like, I wasn't ready for these NBA players. Those other ones, cakewalk. So what you're saying is basically it's, it's fool's gold. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't kind of recognize and realize that, to your point, they're playing against other college dudes, dudes that aren't even really going to be on NBA rosters come season time. So, you know, should they believe the hype or should fans? Obviously, we live in an NBA world where the, the social community, you know, you look at somebody like Chet Homer. Chet had an amazing first game. He's hitting the dirt shots. He's looking like a, you know, a lighter shade of KD out there. But, you know, what were your initial impressions watching Chet in these first couple of, of summer league games? You know, I, I looked just like anybody else. Okay, I can, I can see the skill. That's all I look for. I look for the skill. Um, being strong and he getting bullied, that doesn't bother me. Can he make shots? Can he consistently make shots? Can he get to his spots? Um, what happens when someone jams? What's its counters? You know, so when I look at a player like him, I'm like, He's going to be all right. You know, he's going to be all right. Um, you know, I didn't really get to see Paulo much. Um, just by looking at the little highlights, it's like, eh, we'll see. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll see. You know, just some players, some players in the NBA uh, from college adapt faster in the NBA just because their skill set. It has nothing to do with how strong you are, how powerful you are, how fast or slow you are. It's just the skill set itself. So... Um, Chet looks like his skill set translate. You know, with some of those international players he has with him, you know, it would help him out a lot. It, it, it help him out a lot more. Um, but just you know, just it's just a skill set. I'm studying the skill set. I'm grading the skill set itself. For sure. So you think these guys, you know, don't don't get too high, don't get too low on them yet. But definitely, you know, didn't get to see uh, Paolo and Jabari play last uh, last night, but. You know, definitely excited. We're going to be out there. We're going to get to see these guys up front personally. Is there any player out of Summer League that you're excited to check out with your own two eyes up front, 
you're gonna be VIP probably courtside. I'm gonna be up a little bit, a little bit higher, but you know, I'm gonna keep my head on a swivel. Anybody you out there you excited to see? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's like why am I excited to see a rookie come in the game? Like, like, like okay, think about this. How good was John Moran in Summer League? We don't remember. Right? You, you don't remember. <laughs> uh, how good was Zion? One game, two games. That was it. You know what I mean? So, you know, I will, you know, I just want to see what the, the, you know, the structure is, if it's advanced since when I played, um, you know, how's the movement, just, just how the player look in the new, the new, you know, I'm, I'm all about confidence. You know what I mean? You know, I want to see how, you know, a kid fares, you know, with, a different atmosphere. There's no zone. You got to play man. Um, so I'm just out there just to watch the whole scene as as, as as a whole. I'm not really, you know, going out there looking for in one individual player because what he does in summer league does not change my opinion because I want to see what he does against Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? I want to see what you do against Anthony Davis. You know, you know, you got, you know, if Chet got bodied by Kenny Lofton Jr., let's, let's see what happens when big boy Zion gets to you. You know what I mean? That ain't gonna be no hit layup. That's gonna be hit windmill between legs type, type of dunk. So, um, you know, but he has time to adjust. All of them have time to adjust. You know, the real season don't start until mid October, November now. So whatever happens in summer league, you got some months to recover and build on. You know, on that. So I'm just, you know, just going there just to catch the vibe. All right, yeah, well, I will see you out there. For everybody else, don't meet us there. Beat us there. This is it for this edition of Heat Check. We'll be back with more very soon. All right.